If you're doing a year-end tax adjustment, you won't find notorious ActiveX software blocking your way starting from this year. And in fact, we'll see the dreaded program removed from public institutions' websites entirely by 2020, according to a presidential order. Let's bring in Professor Kim Ki Chung from the Korea University Law School, director of the NGO OpenNet. Thank you very much for speaking with us. Hi, good morning. Um, and I was a former director of OpenNet. I no longer serve as director. Anyway, well, yeah. well, thank you for clarifying that for us. But the reason I mention it is because we, we so often talk to you about political affairs and and um, very important uh, developments at the National Assembly and presidential office. But this is a topic, isn't it, that's uh, been very near to your own heart? <laughs> yes, I have been fighting against this digital certificate and active X plug-in software for nearly 10 years now. But here it has become a political issue. President Moon Jae-in ordering a change. Uh, but, but we saw that, didn't we, under ex-president Park Geun-hye back in 2014? They decided to lift the mandatory use of ActiveX, ordering institutions to find alternative security systems. But still... Despite that, we've seen the system still active on, on nearly half of Korea's top 100 websites, according to the Korea Joang Daily uh, in October of last year. What went wrong with those previous measures? Mm. Uh, we need to divide uh, between two different categories of services. One is financial transactions, like online banking, shopping, payment, or transfer of money online. So that's uh, in one category of uh, services and transactions. Uh, the other category does not have immediate relevance to financial transactions, like you ask for some kind of public service or you, all um, um, sort of non-financial transactions. Now, regarding financial transactions, online financial transactions, yes, you're right. During the former president's uh, 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 presidency, uh, a significant change, at least uh, regarding the uh, mandatory aspect of uh, the use of digital certificate, it became no longer mandatory. But the reality is, as you pointed out, the banks, now that they have all the freedom to choose different security solutions, they decided not to change because they have the freedom and they decided not to change. So uh, just like before. But in the non-financial transaction area, this is the first time that the government has strong will to change. And we have seen the first sign of such change uh, during the tax return uh, uh, service. Perhaps some people listening right now still don't know what ActiveX is and have never had cause to to use it. Maybe they're only using foreign websites or for whatever reason. Can you just tell us, uh, firstly, what happens when ActiveX enters your life and why it does? Uh, for example, when you're making a financial transaction or otherwise, as you just explained, and then why it's bad? <laughs> if you have had never an opportunity to encounter this, you are a very happy person. <laughs> now, if uh, unfortunately you have to deal with it, what it does is that first, it is a software distributed and given by the website. 
Now, if you trust the website, I'm sure that the website is not going to do anything nefarious to your uh, device. But the trouble is that in the Internet connection, it is not all always easy whether you can trust the website or not. Second, once you accept this software, this software can do anything it wants about your computer. Uh, it can have access to all the files or it can change your computer software. Basically, you hold over control of your own computer entirely to the website. So that's the danger. Now, third, why in Korea do all these banks and shopping malls require the users to install this software? That is because of this digital certificate which the government decided to introduce in 1999. At that time, the government thought that it was a good idea and it was going to be a very secure means of uh, ensuring safety of transaction. But just one thing, no government in a civilized country forced the industry to adopt one particular security solution. South Korea did that. That's the problem. One of the major issues is that a lot of us will be using browsers other than Internet Explorer. That, and that's a primary problem, isn't it, with this, the yeah. fact that ActiveX can only be used there. Um, if, if this is changing, and, and changing, in fact, by order under President Moon, what will be the alternatives? Ah, now, as you pointed out, in the meantime, Internet Explorer is no longer the uh, uh, leading browser. Now, it's Chrome Web Browser, which is the most, uh, which has the largest market share. In the meantime, the Korean security industry has uh, ad uh, adapted a little bit to this change of browser market situation. So there is uh, not only ActiveX software. There are other similar equivalent plug-in softwares, which basically does the same thing as ActiveX. But these uh, equivalent software works with Chrome or other, other web browsers, right? Now, uh, the danger is the same, and the government intends to remove any kind of plug-in softwares, not only ActiveX. We've been talking extensively about blockchain technology in the cryptocurrency world, but the suggestion's been put forward that blockchain technology could come to the rescue here too. Ah, there has been a, quite a bit of hype about uh, blockchain technology. And in Korea recently, there has been this enormously worrying situation about cryptocurrency investment, almost speculation, uh, in my view, bubble. Um, but blockchain technology is still at its uh, initial stage, and what it can and cannot do, we will need to wait and see. I don't think it is wise to jump on the bandwagon of blockchain and believe or imagine as if it can solve every problem. Uh, I, I don't think it is. So we need to wait and see what, what the capabilities and potentials of blockchain technology. 
Many of us probably still can't even get our heads around exactly what blockchain technology is, even when we're repeatedly told. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> it's quite a complex area of technology. But as far as um, you know, Korea's internet environment's concerned. I mean, including with cryptocurrency, there's there's increasing demand to to confirm who we are through real name identification processes. It's a nightmare sometimes as a foreigner because you have to write your name in exactly the way it wants it, you know, with the right upper and lower case. Sometimes it's all capital, sometimes not. Sometimes it's your first name first, sometimes last, etc. Um, do you think that's something that we need to change here to, to become truly globalized? Definitely, definitely. It, it is really, you are really touching at the heart of the matter because this digital certificate which was introduced in 1999 and then this other real name, the so-called real name verification, which makes use of your name and your residence registration number or alien registration number. These two systems were online identity uh, mechanism, which is nation-boundary-based. Nation it's locked or it's based on the national boundary. Either you are residents or nationals or citizens of South Korea, or you are legal aliens which are uh, permitted to stay in Korea. Now, online world is different. It's, it, it is not limited to national boundary. And South Korean government has not realized that unlike offline identity, which is perfectly fine if you have a na uh, nationality-based identity system, in online world, you need to have more open and more globally functioning and sustainable online identity ecosystem, which South Korean industry does not have. And that's why it is causing so much pain and misery to many of us. Uh, indeed. Well, Professor Kim, thank you so much for taking the time, even as a former director of OpenNet and still of Korea University Law School. It's been a pleasure as ever to have you with us. Thanks.